Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, your place for church and technology. It's time for Church Tech. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Check that here along with Jerry Smith and Blessing Bofu. And uh, we're kind of talking a little bit here, kicking around the idea of kind of the extremes that we see with you know, church tech, but even technology in general, you have this kind of one extreme that, that says, you know, technology is the answer or, you know, have this new tool and you'll get this specific result or sign up and start this service. And these will be the results, you know, kind of the answers in the technology. And then you have way on the other extreme of why are you fiddling with that? That isn't going to help. You know, that's just a fad. That's just that's just a, a silly toy. That's just a scheme. That's just, you know, kind of the, the 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 naysayers of technology, so to speak. So um, it's these two extremes. And Blessing was talking about how really the key is finding. I don't know if it's always finding the middle or the balance, but really finding kind of the fundamental truth of what is technology and why do we use it? Um, I just come across like interesting instances where people not overrate, may, maybe overestimate um, the role of technology or what some solutions can actually do for them, whether they're church or their organization. And the thinking behind it is if we just do this, then everything is, you know, everything's going to just magically work out. Um, so, you know, and some of the things that I've noticed, I think maybe that's kind of one of the things that I thought was, um, so for example, we've got this, um, we've implemented this giving system. Um, it means that uh, everything's just gonna be uh, perfectly accounted for. Whereas, and I, I guess it's really more around the idea of what's our part um, as people or as individuals within the system that we play and how does technology actually help us to do some of that or different solutions for that matter. You could run Facebook ads um, or create a Facebook, maybe you could create a Facebook group, for example, that doesn't automatically mean that your discipleship program is going to be amazing. There's the responsibility that we need, there's parts where we have responsibility where you have to play a part in the system and it doesn't mean that it's i guess it's finding that place where you're saying you're not just uh you know abdicating your responsibility um to still have relationship with people you're not abdicating responsibility to do certain things just because um you've got um certain solutions or 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 you know a new piece of tech uh having a new screen doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to um, automatically worship <laughs> and it's and it, and the issue may be technology uh, may need a technological solution but but it could actually also be uh, something else it could be a hard thing it could be maybe people don't even understand the value of worship and we assuming the solution the problem is um, you know is technological right. How much, Jeremy, do you think that maybe some of this amplification or some of this that is said is kind of marketing speak or things that that, you know, help us sell the idea uh, to people to try to appeal to what values to them? Maybe not even necessarily what, you know, as a church tech leader, you may 
may necessarily be sold on, but you know that those that you are trying to sell it to will be convinced. This is tough because I feel like sometimes the flashy stuff that you put on social media, on your blog posts, on YouTube, don't necessarily hit the details in the heart of things sometimes. Um, Because I know we talked a couple of different times with a couple of different um, tithing apps. And the tithing apps themselves would say, hey, we can make sure that your tithing goes up, that people are more consistent. And that all feels a little bit slimy. But then whenever you actually sit down and talk with the people about it um, and you hear the heart about things, I think that that is definitely much more authentic and and really kind of hitting home with what's going on and um, having a conversation and dialogue. So I, I do think that that misses a lot of the stuff when you're not actually having a conversation with someone and it's just the marketing piece of things. and. And to be fair, that's what a lot of times we get sold on is just the marketing thing. But there's this term in count in uh, not in counseling in um, uh, business called bait and switch, where you make a claim, but then you take that thing back and don't actually fulfill it, and you give them a different thing. And so having someone say your church website redesign is going to get you more um, interaction or if you use these tips for social media it is going to improve everything for your church now it doesn't actually improve everything for your church it gets you a little bit more traction in the reach that it has on facebook and so now you have a little bit more visibility but nobody clicks through or nobody comments or nobody likes. And in 24, 48 hours, that big pop of, oh, my goodness, that was so great, never actually goes anywhere. Um, no more people actually get put into the seats. And, and to be fair, some of that is on the church because they're not measuring the right things. And they get all hyped up because they got more people seeing their stuff. And they're excited and they're excited and they're excited and they're excited. And they do this for like 10 months. And the tagging never actually goes up. Um, but that whole bait and switch concept can actually be really, really detrimental. Um, and I'll be honest, I think that a lot of times businesses do not look at the long-term aspect of things right now. We see this a little bit with Apple where Apple's like, you know what, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And we're going to do this. They have, they currently have, or we're selling a stand for a huge amount of money for people that have the money to buy that stand because the monitor itself doesn't come with that. And in the term of making money, they're probably going to make a lot of money off of it. But in term of their business model being kind of a laughing stock about things, I think that sometimes loses the credibility. And so we do that with churches too, where we would say, you know what, we can do this and we can do this and we can do this. But in some regards, it almost feels like we're not, we're doing too much. Like we're not actually focusing on the heart mission of God. We're doing all these tech things and we haven't done a feed the homeless or compassion ministry events in nine months, but Hey, we got live streaming. I guess that I feel like at times that sometimes we lose vision of that. And so all that marketing you guys are talking about, I feel like really hits home. Yeah. Um, I tend to agree my pushback for the sake of pushback and pushback only because I actually really agree with what you're saying is that kind of like what what Blessing was saying is it's meant to augment what you're doing, right? And so it's supposed to create an increase, but you have you have to do something with it, right? <laughs> like you can't just sit on it and just do that one thing. You have to you have to couple it with something else. It can be used as an accelerator, right? It can be like a lighter fluid. But just because you put lighter fluid on it doesn't mean it's going to start on fire, right? Mm-hmm. It's just an accelerator. Here, um, so I, that might be the pushback. 
I don't really know because I'm more on your viewpoint of things. Well, here's a good example of this. I think that um, churches would benefit really, really well from having a podcast, having a conversation. But to be fair, if they're not doing really well with what they're already doing, then why go into something like a podcast? And see this with the Church of Mental Health website. I'm keeping up with the blog articles and the newsletter and trying to get some kind of thing out there every single month and also doing speaking but to have a podcast and to directly connect with people would be really awesome but Uh in the bandwidth of things what am i going to lose out on it's not even just like a podcast would be a bad thing it actually would be really great to have conversations with people and it'd be a whole new outlet of way to connect with others people are actually asking for that sort of thing i just don't have the time and so, like, even just the idea of everything you're saying, blessing, the thing itself might actually be kind of good. It would augment stuff, but yeah. we only have so much time in the day. And so when something breaks down with it, what are we taking away from ourselves? My guess is your church is not going to hire another person to come on board to do that thing. So are you going to ask the youth pastor to come in and now try to troubleshoot this as well as everything else? Um, so I, I don't think we necessarily. Probably youth pastors. Things. I know, right? For real. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think that, that, yeah, that's definitely really important, Jeremy. When, when you are absorbing or spinning something up new, that is something certainly to take in consideration. At the same time, um, some of these, w- when you're not thinking about, hmm, if, if you're using technology, I guess this comes back to augmenting or, or making what you already do easier. So, like, if, for instance, a church management system, in some cases, not in every case, in some cases could actually help and, and, and help a, a church become more efficient, which then would free them up to spend time doing more meaningful things. Um, so I, th- I think that that is probably the sweet spot for technology solutions. But yet, like you said, Jeremy, you have to be careful because if you're not in a situation whereby a church management system would benefit you and you were adding something new, then you have a new task and a new responsibility for somebody else to do. Because as you know, if you're not using the new system, then the system is therefore worthless. Yeah. So there's definitely that yeah. tension. How do I know that, um, and this is, and this is what I was trying to wrestle with in, you know, it's just trying to be helpful to someone, but how do I know that I've, um, that I'm now I'm actually expecting too much from a system or a solution, um, or too little for that matter. <laughs> I would say, well, I, how about this? Let, let me change the yeah. question a little bit. And mm-hmm. how do you know what you're expecting is actually true if the only person you heard it from is the person that's pitching the thing? Um, mm-hmm. If the only person you are hearing this from is the salesperson, for me personally, I question that a little bit my dad's a salesman he sells electronics dvd players um, projectors tvs all that stuff and one of the big things that he does when he goes and sells stuff is is not just hey is this something you want but he throws a whole bunch of ideas they someone says hey this is what the thing i would want to do and he actually a lot of times does the unsalesman thing of recommending something that's going to save them money um, and it's about the same kind of a product. And if he ever upsells someone, he always connects them with another person that did the same exact thing or the original person that had recommended, maybe I'll do this instead so that they don't take his word for it. He take, they take the recommendation of another customer that um, is also connecting and say, hey, if, you, if this is something you think you want to talk about with someone, this person also had um, 
upgraded from the this TV to this better quality or um, refresh rate or whatever. And so you could certainly ask them about that before you make this decision because he wants to make sure that they connect with that. And so sometimes it just simply takes getting out there and asking other people about that or asking the salesperson, hey, do you have others I could speak with directly um, if you feel like it's a salesman you can trust about that thing. Sometimes it just needs to take a step back and look at the whole picture of things. And there's your answer, Blessing. <laughs> I don't know if that's the full answer, but that, at least from a salesperson side of things, I would yeah. say that's a big deal. I think I'm just thinking probably a, a, a conversation uh, with yourself and, or your team, like, hey, this is what we expected of this. Um, you know, does it deliver? Um and to what extent uh, and why or why not? I'm just thinking of scenarios where it's going to sound funny, but I'm just thinking of scenarios where um, we've implemented solutions and took too long to ask if they were working. Right. I, I think um, I think I think the answer also lies in this all kind of lives and die in expectations. And so it's really important to define what the expectations are to make sure everyone involved is on the same page, whether it is somebody giving approval, whether it be what you're asking your team and how to implement it and use it. Everyone needs to be on the same team and understand, you know, first of all, will this help us, you know, obtain said goal? Will this make said thing easier and what does that look like from a quantitative perspective how do we how do we measure that um and 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 with everyone on the same page you can not only you know measure that and monitor that like what you're saying blessing but also it ensures that expectations are met because you know you might sell like jeremy was saying some of the sales language you might say you know this is this is going to happen um or you might say this could happen, but what the receiver hears is this is going to happen. And so you might have somebody who you might have a church board that that said that signed off on something thinking that the outcome is going to be one thing and your tech team thinks it's going to be another. Your tech team or the board one way or another, one or the other may be pleased as punch on how it's going. And the other one's completely outraged that it's not working or, or going the way it ought to. So it's, I think it's really important that everyone understands what those expectations are, set them know what they are going into it. And that really is the true catalyst for success. Because in those early stages, if someone says, oh, so this is going to happen, you can be like, well, that's not certain, or that might not, or I don't know about that. Then that might even change, you know, the answer. You might not even get that far into it because you're not talking the same language. So I would I would add that in there too as well, Blessing. I think the tough part about that is that means you might not, you might also not get the sell to the pastor to buy that thing. Hmm. I will say that I will say that someone that promises this is going to happen, unless it's like a promise with a money back guarantee, that's a maybe different story. But if they promise yeah. that this is going to happen, they don't know your situation. Each church is going to be different. And hmm. so be careful with that. Um, it's making too many assumptions unless they literally come in and do a huge audit. There's certainly like, um, sound people that come in and like evaluate the sound of your church and say, this is going to make the sound quality that much better. There's something to be said for that because they've done their research for your church. But Mm -hmm. when, I mean, 
there, there's a, I won't put anybody on blast, but there's a current Christian website that says we guarantee that your social media will be improved. I think it's like 78% engagements. Wow. If you do these things. 78 percent is a very specific uh, thing right yeah that's a very specific number and you have to pay like a 100 bucks for this course or this setup and package and i don't know i I don't i'm not sold on that yeah i can see why i can see why for sure yeah i've also i've also seen you know something not implemented properly um for instance a church organization may set up uh, online giving or something to that effect. And in the church announcements, they overwhelm the audience with five different ways that they can, they can give. Right. And so their implementation, you know, they take something that should be simple, right. And they should see an increase in giving and they've overcomplicated to the point where it creates everyone to kind of like freeze like deer in headlights, like crap. I don't even know what I'm doing or do I text it? Do I go to the website? Like the app? What, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes that's not the best example, but basically what I'm saying is, is it also doesn't take into account, you know, improper implementation as well. Um, but I, I do agree with Jeremy saying there, like 78%, that is an extremely specific number, right? It's not saying that you will see an increase or at least a specific number increase, at least a 40%. It says up to 78%, oh, up to, which means up 3% my, technically counts, Okay, right? up to is my favorite. My favorite's up to. Because back in the day when, when uh, we were in Italy, like we could get up to speeds of, 20 megabytes per second but we were only we were lucky to get two let alone 20 but we paid for up to that's annoying. i mean it's a bait and switch right that's literally what it is mm. like there's grounds for prosecution with mm. comcast they're legitimately the worst reputation in all of companies in america right now because they have mm. that mentality yeah watch watch the marketing language there folks up to that should be a warning sign. <laughs> Dig a little deeper. Look a little closer. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, blessing. I think this is a this is definitely a good a good topic and good discussion. Something to think about, as you know, you have to make technology decisions. It's it's not it's not toys as some people might try to label it. It's they're they're tools, and you want to make sure that you get the right tool for the job. You don't buy too expensive of a tool, right? But a tool that is useful, you don't want something that just breaks easily, right? So you want to get something quality, you know, something that's, that has great quality. You want to make sure you know how to use it, right, and maintain it and get the most out of it. Um, that's just good stewardship. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Buzzsprout.com.